Well, again, good morning. Um, super happy to introduce to you our speaker for this morning at Chapel, uh, Dayton Dodge. Uh, Dayton is our new Assistant Director of Worship Arts and Spiritual Formation Programs, the newest member of the Spiritual Formation Team and Student Life Staff. Welcome, Dayton. We're so happy you're here. Dayton will share a little bit of his story as he speaks, but I just want to share a little bit. Dayton is a UNW alumnus with a degree in music education, also has a master's of ministry practice from Bethel Seminary. Uh, Dayton brings extensive pastoral experience, including leading worship teams and a strong skill set and passion for mentoring and teaching. His primary role here with us uh, will include mentoring and furthering the development of our worship arts collective, um, assisting uh, us, the spiritual formation staff, with uh, programming and other operations, and and really serving um, on the chapel speaking team as well. So we are excited for that, uh, all that is to come. But for today, this morning, would you please help me welcome uh, Dayton Dodge. Wow. Good morning. I just need to like just stop and catch my breath for a minute. Is that okay? Whew. And those stairs were, that's pretty long, um, pretty long distance. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. This is such a great opportunity and I'm really excited about today and just being here at Northwestern in general. Um, as Darren mentioned, I am, I am an alum, and Exhibit A is right here. This is my first day at Northwestern getting dropped off by my parents uh, at the dorms for freshman orientation. We walked over to the Eagle. Uh, you'll notice that things a little, look a little bit different uh, behind. That's because this was a long time ago. Um, so that's me as a freshman. Um, also, you notice the, I was rocking kind of a wallet chain thing, and I don't know if I just didn't know where I was headed, like I was scared that someone was gonna steal my wallet, or I thought I was gonna like start uh, the first motorcycle gang at Northwestern. I, I'm not sure what I was thinking with that, but we'll see, I made a lot of choices uh, as we go along. Um, so a lot has changed at Northwestern since my time. Um, just to name a few things, the Billy, uh, did not exist, that was a parking lot. Um, KPH, Knight Hall, used to be Maranatha Hall, and it was just solid maroon, as far as the eye can see. Um, this, is, this is an upgrade, this is, this is much better. Um, the biggest change though, I would have to say, if I had to narrow in on one, is that I used to have hair. So, <laughs> check this out. Um, I used to have hair. It was a variety of different shades at times. Um, my junior year, my nickname was Macaroni and Cheese because that's the particular shade. I think I used hydrogen peroxide or something dumb like that. Um, so, and it's also, this is probably why I don't have any now. So, I'm not sure if that's the connection, but I'm just gonna go with it. But the thing that I take comfort in is that as my friend, my mentor, uh, my former choir director, and now a new colleague, Tim Sawyer, always likes to say, God made some heads perfect, and the others he covered with hair. <laughs> I find great solace in that, all right? So, a lot has changed. A lot has changed at Northwestern. Here's the thing that has not changed. 
is that this is still, I'm going to get emotional right away. That usually doesn't happen until later. Um, this is still a community of people who love Jesus. And this is a place where knowledge about him and experience of him is prioritized and it's cultivated and it's valued. And man, I am so excited to be a part of that again. When I get emotional, my voice just kind of like closes off and then I'll need to like make a joke and then it turns back on again. So if you just can just bear with me on that, it's just how I roll. So today what I'd like to do is just uh, take some time for you to get to know me a little bit better. Um, I want you to, I want to share my story and just some of the things that the Lord has taught me uh, over the many, many years um, that I have been alive um, so let's start with my family. My family is um, very near and dear to my heart. This is my family. So that's my wife, Andrea, uh, also uh, attended here at Northwestern. This is where we met. And these are my kids. Jack on the left there is 16. Carter is 14. And then that's my baby girl, Ruby. Um, she's eight years old. And then last and most certainly not least, we have Penny the Dachshund. Um, so this is Penny. She's adorable, right? I mean, she's so cute, but here's the thing, you guys, she's so naughty. She's so naughty. She's so entitled. Um, and I just don't know. I don't know. I was sitting uh, uh, on the bed with my laptop in my lap prepping for this talk. And she comes up. I've got a pillow and then the laptop. She comes up and like roots underneath the pillow and like knocks the laptop off and I have to catch it. And I'm like, selfish. Just selfish, just only thinking of her own needs. So I don't know if that's just a dachshund thing or if we're just bad uh, parents, but either way, she needs Jesus. <laughs> and you guys can just, you can, you can join me in, in prayer for that, okay? So here's my origin story. And I'll just, let me just tell you this about story. Story is the thing that makes us human it is the thing that connects us to each other. So when I tell you my story, or you tell me your story, we actually experience a piece of what it was like to go through that experience. And that's why it's so powerful, and that's why it's so important. And so here's my origin story. Um, I was born in the booming metropolis of Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, way up, way up on the prairie, practically in Canada. Um, that's where my parents met. Um, you can see, let's see that next picture. There we go. There we go. I don't even know how old, but um, yeah, young, young. Um, I, gave the, uh, I gave my life to the Lord at a very early age. Um, at the age of three, the story that my mom tells is that it was getting to the point where she thought that she should have that conversation with me and kind of take me through the um, the prayer of salvation, and I told her, I said, Mom, I've already done all that. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. So that can give you a, maybe an, also a little bit of an idea of the um, maybe denominational stream that I originated from. Um, we moved to Oklahoma when I was two, so this, my conversion happened uh, in Oklahoma. And so if I throw in a y'all every once in a while, that's probably where that comes from. Those were some formational times for me. Um, 
And then the other thing that you need to know about me is that I was homeschooled. My homeschoolers, I knew y'all were here. I knew y'all were here. I'm actually shocked. I'm shocked because you, you know, we're so shy. We're so shy and retiring. That was actually a really nice response. I appreciate that. So next slide, you can see this is kind of in the heart of homeschool territory. Um, I don't know, mom, I love you, but that haircut though. I mean, I can still feel the scissors just going right across. We don't remember, I don't think we used a bowl, but we might as well have, you know? So homeschool through eighth grade, went to a private Lutheran high school. And I think the idea was that like, maybe that would be a little less overwhelming uh, to, to jump into a situation like that, just a little bit smaller. Um, that was not my experience. First two years of high school, probably some of the worst of my life, and I say that in, in all seriousness. Um, all the cliques were already formed. Everyone already had their friends. There was no room on the Lego block for me. And that's just, that's how it was. So it was hard. That was hard to crack um, that group. But the Lord's goodness to me is that um, I also had the opportunity to just kind of discover my uh, passion for music. And so my junior year in high school, I got my first electric guitar. And that, um, again, another interesting hair choice. I, I made this one this time. I'm not sure why. Um, but that was the beginning of it for me. Like, I, I kind of never looked back on the music front from there on out and uh, just did all of the music things throughout high school. So um, after graduation, I came to Northwestern. Northwestern is the only school that I visited. It's the only school I applied to. It's the only school I was interested in coming to. And uh, so there's a picture, tennis players. You recognize the guy on the right? There we go. I, I was hoping so. So that's me and your tennis coach, Matt Swigert, on choir tour. Again, an interesting shade. I'm not sure what you would call that, what's going on with my hair in that picture. Um, but that's us playing cribbage on the bus on choir tour. So um, I was a, as Darren mentioned, I graduated with a Bachelor of Music Education in 2001, uh, the same year that many of you were born. Um, and um, did, all the, did all the choir things, did all the music things. Um, I got married in 2002 to Andrea, my wife. There's our wedding picture. Just young, fresh-faced little children. Uh, one year out of college. That was a long, long time ago. Just celebrated our 20-year wedding anniversary last year. Thank you. Thank you. She wanted to be here today, and then my daughter woke up not feeling well, so she just had to stay home, so that was a bummer. But um, I went into, so then I went into full-time vocational ministry as a worship arts pastor in 2007 and went to work at a little church plant called City Church. And we met in this tiny little auditorium in an elementary school in southwest Minneapolis. And um, those were also uh, a very... Uh, a very form formative time um, for me, gained a lot of experience. And um, interesting story, um, my former boss, the former pastor of City Church, 
is now the current CFO at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. That's the uh, chief financial officer. I think that's what that stands for, right, John? Is that what it is? Um, so here's a little bit of free advice for you all. Be nice to your boss because you never know when your paths are going to cross again. All right? So I'm thrilled. I am thrilled to be back uh, working with you again, John. This is, this is so much fun um, for me. Um, so in 2012, while I was still at City Church, I felt uh, God calling me to seminary. Again, didn't know why. Didn't super want to go, actually. Um, kind of uh, rebelled against that for a year. And instead of uh, signing up for seminary, I bought an Xbox. And I played Skyrim for uh, like nine months um, in just blatant disobedience to the Lord. And um, so I finally came around and, uh, and started seminary in 2012, graduated um, in 2015. You can see there, there's me and my parents at graduation and then me with my diploma. And I know it says Bethel on it, but it's fine, okay? I'm bringing all of that knowledge and experience here and reinvesting it in the place where my heart truly belongs, okay? There we go. Um, and then after that, I started at New Hope Church. God called us to New Hope Church in, in 2013 and have served in various roles there, most recently as the worship pastor for the last five years. So that's where I've been. That's what I've been up to at kind of a very high altitude level. Um, but here's the, here's the thing. As I reflect on my story, um, there's two themes that really come through where I've seen resonance with our theme for this year, with us, right? God with us, Emmanuel. So here's the two ways that I've seen God with me over, these, um, over, over my life, really. First of all, he's been faithful. God has been faithful. In season, out of season, he has been faithful to me. He's always has been present and with me, even when I wasn't paying attention, even when I wasn't following his plan or thought I wasn't following his plan, even when I was just thinking about myself, he has been with me. He has been present. And I could tell you guys so many stories. I could tell you stories of how he has shown up and he has provided time and time again. And he's given me grace in the midst of all of life's trials and circumstances. And we have had housing crises and health issues and broken vehicles and downed trees in our yard and relational turmoil and multiple moves and grief and loss and anxiety and depression. And the list could go on and on. Life in a broken world with broken people, of which I am one, is messy and it's hard. But God is present and he has been faithful. And I wanted to read you this quote I came across in a book on prayer that I'm reading uh, together with my uh, small group right now. It says this, it is relatively easy to meet God in moments of joy or bliss in these situations. We correctly count ourselves blessed by God. The challenge is to believe that this is also true and to know God's presence in the midst of doubt and depression and anxiety and conflict or failure. But 
the God who is Emmanuel is equally in those moments we would never choose as in those we would always gladly choose. And that, I think, so beautifully um, expresses what my experience has been. And through it all, I've seen his grace as he's loved my, me and my family with that never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Can't even say that phrase. Huh. It gets me every time. It gets me every time. So here's a verse that has, um, kind of encapsulates this theme. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. I'm sure you know it. The backdrop is the prophet Jeremiah. The whole first part of this chapter is actually like hard to read. It's hard to listen to. His life is way worse than mine has ever been. And yet he says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. And if you think I'm acting right now, I am not, because otherwise I would be in Hollywood <laughs> in a very different line of work. This is impromptu. It's right off the cuff, all natural. All right? Woo! All right. Second theme. First theme, he is faithful. Second theme, he has been formational. He has been formational. So in each season of my life, the Lord has used what I was going through at the time to grow and expand my capacity for what was next. And as I reflect, I've seen that happen time and time again, especially though in times of what felt like wilderness for me. So if you think of wilderness, that's an ongoing theme through scripture. I'm sure that you guys have studied this in your Bible classes. I think most specifically of post-Exodus, right? The people of Israel wandering, Wandering, And I think we need to use some air quotes around wandering in the wilderness because, yes, was it a result of their sin and disbelief and their lack of trust in God? 100%. But it wasn't punitive. They weren't just wandering willingly. They, they were being led. They were being led strategically every step of the way. Pillar of fire by night, cloud by day, right? It was a gift of God. Their time in the wilderness was a gift of God to prepare them, to strengthen them, to build their trust in him, to refine them so that they would be ready to be a people and to enter in to the promised land. And so the wilderness season as that theme, we experience that too. And that's an invitation to trust God more deeply because our false gods of comfort and security and control are stripped away, and we're forced to rely on him. And that's when he can work. So I want to go back to my story and take a little bit of a lower altitude in three specific seasons of wilderness that were really formative for me. All right, so number one, let's go back to freshman year. You remember the picture with the eagle? Freshman year at Northwestern, okay? When I came here, I had no major. 
I didn't know. I literally didn't know why I was drawn to Northwestern. I didn't know why I wanted to come here. I just knew that this is where I needed to be. So undeclared, took a lot of generals, and that was fine, but I was also involved in all these um, music opportunities. I was taking voice lessons. I was in the choir. Um, I was doing like extra music stuff. And I loved all of that. But I thought that eventually, I was gonna have to give all of that up and get serious about my life. And do fill in the blank major instead. And that was honestly, it was depressing to me. I was, I was, um, I was getting kind of frustrated about having a lack of direction and not knowing what the Lord wanted from me. And so um, what he did was, I, I think kind of reached a breaking point in the spring. I bombed a test. I came out and um, just threw a complete tantrum and then went directly to my voice lesson. So I was in great shape for that. It was, um, I slumped down, voice teacher's like, what is the matter with you? And it all just came spilling out. And I'm like, well, I can't, I'm frustrated because I can't be a music major. She's like, why can't you be a music major? And I'm like, yeah, why can't I be a music major? And I went home and had a conversation with my folks, and they're like, of course you can be a music major. We just didn't want you to be like a starving artist like out on the street. Like, an education is fine. Let's do that. And that was a turning point in my direction. Um, second time, um, five years, the five years post-graduation. So I was going to be a music teacher, right? I was going to go out and get a music teaching job. That did not happen. I had a bunch of long-term subbing. Nothing really materialized on that job front. And so I took a summer job uh, for a painting for a remodeling company. And that uh, summer job turned into a three and a half year career as a uh, painter. Um, that's not what I had in mind. But what the Lord was doing through that was that he was giving me the opportunity to be in a band, which was also had been a lifetime dream for me. So here is my former band, throw that up. It's called Moxie Bliss. Once again, I'm the guy in the middle, okay? I used to have, I used to have hair. Very, very early, mid-2000s uh, pop rock, I guess. If you want uh, to have a laugh, you can uh, look us up on YouTube. Our music video is still on there. It's hilarious. Um, film majors, if you want a lesson in what not to do, you can watch that. It's great. It's great. Um, my point in bringing this up is not to brag uh, or try to impress you um, or to relive the glory days. But here's the deal. While I was trying to find my identity as a rock star, here's what the Lord was up to. He was giving me opportunity to gain experience, to gain a network, to gain knowledge, um, to gain skill in being part of a team, in playing music, in rehearsing, in leading, in leading a group, in stage time. All of those things that I would need then when I applied for the job at City Church. And looking back, I see his hand at work. It's like that was his grace to me in that. All right, I'm going to skip ahead. So those are some seasons that were formational for me. Here's what I want to ask you. Here's what I'm going to leave you with, guys with today. Two simple questions, and this is really easy. 
All right? It's, it's not rocket science. Question number one, how has God been faithful to you? How has he been present with you? How has he shown up, especially in challenging seasons of life? Because you are, we are never alone. He is with us. Question number two, how is he forming you? How might he be using a struggle or a challenge or what you're going through now to grow and expand your capacity for what's next? Because I will tell you that his purposes for you are good and nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. And I'll tell you, if he can take and grow and expand me from a shy homeschooler to an angry high schooler to a frustrated freshman to an aspiring music teacher to a wannabe rock star to a worship leader to a pastor, I'm running out of stage, to the assistant director for worship arts and spiritual formations programs, it's all about growth and expansion, not ascension. If he can do that for me, I guarantee that he can do it, he will do it for you if you allow him to. So, quick story, I've got one minute. Um, my first visit up here uh, to campus after I accepted this job um, was over spring break. None of y'all were here, it was very quiet. And I drove in and that sign at the entrance right after you go past the guard shack and the speed bump, right? Said, welcome home. Is up here today, actually, which is very apropos. I want you to know that's what this feels like for me. This feels like coming home. And I hope that you've gotten a glimpse today of just how the Lord used Northwestern and my time here um, to impact me. It literally changed my life. And I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so excited to be a part of that process in God's kingdom work in future generations, but to also have a front row seat to see that unfold in your life as well. So thank you very much. God bless you. Have a good day.